Welcome to the Finding Clarity Podcast, featuring Dr. George Cannon. This podcast is a ministry of the Kerwinsville Christian Church. Finding Clarity seeks to answer your questions about Christianity. Here's George as he looks at this week's question. Welcome to the Finding Clarity Podcast. This is George Cannon, and you are listening to episode 128. The Finding Clarity Podcast is a podcast ministry of the Kerwinsville Christian Church where we seek to answer questions that you might have about Christianity and the Christian life. So each week, we put together a podcast and try to look at things that you wouldn't necessarily hear about in a Sunday school class, in a morning service message, or even in a Bible study. So we try to examine a question each week and try to bring you a perspective from God's Word. This week, we're going to look at something that, I'll just be very honest with you, is very, very important for you and I. And it has to do with something that each and every one of us struggles with. It's the issue of forgiveness. Not for ourselves, although we can struggle with forgiveness for ourselves. It's the issue of forgiving others, especially those who have hurt us greatly. So here's the question we're going to look at today. We're going to look at what does the Bible say about unforgiveness? What does the Bible say about unforgiveness? And so we're going to look at that today, and I'm going to do that in several ways. First of all, I'm going to talk about the struggle that we have with unforgiveness. Then I'm going to look at the problem of unforgiveness. What does the Bible say about the whole issue of not forgiving people? And then we're going to talk about the nature of forgiveness in general as far as what the scripture presents. And you're going to see why we need to do that when we talk about the struggle that we have with unforgiveness. So let's begin. I think this is a very important podcast today. I would encourage you to listen very closely and consider what God's Word is saying today. So let's talk about the struggle with unforgiveness. The reality is, is that for each and every one of us, this is a very real struggle. And I just want to make a couple of points here. First of all, the offense is real and painful for the victim. When you talk about somebody who is not forgiving someone else, you can't trivialize that. You can't wonder, well, why can't they get over it? It's been a long time. Well, to be very honest with you, that's because we don't truly understand what happened to that person. The pain of the offense is very real and very hurtful. And it was very devastating to them at that time. And that's why they're having a hard time with forgiving. And I think if we would just step back for a moment, for those of us who are looking in from the outside, I think we would all understand that because every one of us really struggles with forgiving people who have hurt us, and especially those who have hurt us deeply. 
So that's the first thing I want you to notice about the struggle with unforgiveness is that the offense that happened, that was real and painful for the person who was offended, the victim. Here's the second thing I want you to understand when it comes to the whole issue of unforgiveness. Confusing messages about forgiveness only add to the problem. Confusing messages about forgiveness only add to the problem. And I'll just be honest with you, the Christian church and the Christian culture in North America adds to the confusion because a lot of things that are being said about forgiveness and why you should forgive and what happens when you forgive are not found in the scriptures. So for instance, people, a common thing to be said is when you forgive, you need to forget. And you would be surprised by how many people that believe that forgiveness means forgetting the offense or forgetting the hurt. And those who struggle with unforgiveness say, well, I can't forget. I can't put it away. How can I forgive if I can't forget? I'm going to tell you right now, that's not what forgiveness is. Forgiveness is not forgetting. And there are a lot of other messages that are out there concerning the whole issue of forgiveness that are confusing. And that's what adds to this whole problem, I think, of people being able to forgive those who have hurt them. And we're going to examine some of those when we get into the nature of forgiveness, okay? We're going to examine some of those when we get into that whole issue of forgiveness. But right now, what we need to focus on is what does the Bible say about unforgiveness? And what does it say about the problem of unforgiveness? Well, I just want to point out three things to you, okay? Some of them are going to sound really harsh because that's how the Bible presents it. But it's to wake us up to a reality. And we're going to see that, especially when we get into the whole issue of the nature of forgiveness. Here's the first one. The scripture condemns unforgiveness on the part of those forgiven. So the scripture condemns you and I who have been forgiven, not forgiving others. Consider this from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 18, verses 21 through 35. Then Peter came to him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Up to seven times? Jesus said to him, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to seventy times seven. Therefore the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. And when he had begun to settle accounts, one was brought to him who owed him ten thousand talents. But as he was not able to pay, his master commanded that he be sold and his wife and children and all that he had, and that payment be made. The servant therefore fell down before him, saying, Master, have patience with me, and I will pay you all. Then the master of the servant was moved with compassion and released him and forgave him the debt. But the servant went out and found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. 
He laid hands on him, took him by the throat, saying, Pay me what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down at his feet and begged him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay you all. And he would not, but went and threw him into prison till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw what had been done, they were very grieved, and they came and told their master all that had been done. Then the master, after he had called him, said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt because you begged me. Should you not also have had compassion on your fellow servant, just as I have had pity on you? And his master was angry and delivered him to the torturers until he should pay all that was due him. So my heavenly Father also will do to you if each of you from his heart does not forgive his brother his trespass. Wow, that's that's a pretty serious thing that's going on here. Let me let me kind of help you with with what's happening here. Peter's going to him and and thinking he's spiritual because in that day they thought it was a really big thing to forgive somebody twice and so he goes to Jesus and says, "Hey, Jesus, how many times should I forgive my brother? 7 times?" Like, wow, I'm really going out on the limb here doing that. Jesus says to him, no, 70 times 7. And then he goes on and proceeds to give this parable concerning this wicked servant and the issue of forgiveness. His point is, is that if you have been forgiven, you in turn must forgive others as well. So, first of all, unforgiveness is condemned. Now, here's the second point I want to make. Forgiving others as we have been forgiven is an act of faith. Forgiving others as we have been forgiven is an act of faith. Now, I'm going to explain that a little bit more as we go along, why it's an act of faith, but I want you to consider these scriptures. Matthew 6, 14, for if we forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. Matthew 7, 2, for with what judgment you judge, you will be judged. And with what measure you use, it will be measured back to you. Listen to Luke chapter 6, verse 37. Judge not, and you shall not be judged. Condemn not, and you shall not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. See, these are all acts of faith, trusting in God. Now, here's... The third thing I want you to see about the problem with unforgiveness, and it's very important and you and I grasp this. Unforgiveness provides Satan with an advantage against you. Unforgiveness provides Satan with an advantage against you. Listen to 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 10 through 11. Now whom you forgave, Now whom you forgive anything, I also forgive. For if indeed I have forgiven anything, I have forgiven that one for your sakes in the presence of Christ. Lest Satan should take advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. See, unforgiveness leads to a greater problem that Satan takes advantage of. In fact, that's what's reflected in Hebrews chapter 12, verses 14 through 15. Pursue peace with all people and holiness, 
without which no one can see the Lord, looking carefully lest anyone falls short of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble, and by this many become defiled. How does a root of bitterness spring up? Unforgiveness. That's how it's done. Now, this brings us to the whole issue of the nature of forgiveness. And remember I told you that there are so many confusing things that are being said right now that are not biblical in Christianity that only create a bigger problem with the whole issue of unforgiveness. Well, I'm going to address some of those with the nature of forgiveness that we see here. So let's begin. First of all, when we talk about forgiving, you need to understand some things. Here's the first one. Those who have hurt you are accountable to God. Those who have hurt you are accountable to God. Romans chapter 14, verse 12. And each of us shall give account of himself to God. Revelation chapter 20, verse 12. I saw the dead, great and small, standing before God, and the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life, and the dead were judged according to their works by the things that were written in the books. One thing that you and I need to understand, and this is one of the issues that people who struggle with unforgiveness have, is that they think that that person is going to get away with it. And let's be honest, it seems that way in our world. Because some of you are struggling with something that happened 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. I know some of you are dealing with things that just happened this week. But the reality is, is that you feel like no, that person who hurt you is not accountable. But what I want you to see from the scripture is, is that everyone is accountable to God and everyone must answer. Forgiveness recognizes that everyone is accountable to God. Here's the second thing I want you to see about the nature of forgiveness. Forgiveness does not downplay the offense. Forgiveness doesn't downplay the offense. A lot of times people, when they struggle with unforgiveness, they're thinking in their mind that if I forgive him, then it obviously it's like I'm saying that, that what happened to me is not a big deal. No, what happened to you is a big deal, but forgiveness doesn't downplay it. It recognizes that God is the one who's going to take care of it. Okay, God is the one who's going to take care of it. Here's the third thing I want you to see. Forgiveness is relinquishing the right to personal vengeance. Again, listen, Romans chapter 12, verse 19. Beloved, do not avenge yourselves. Rather, give place to wrath, for it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. When he says give place to wrath, the wrath that he is referring to there is the judgment that is to come, the day of wrath, standing before the throne and giving an account. He's saying, don't take matters into your own hands. Give it to God. He will deal with it. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 30. For we know him who said, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. Again, the Lord will judge his people. Again, making sure you understand that the person who hurt you is accountable and God is the one who will bring retribution. 
And so when you forgive, you're relinquishing your personal right to vengeance. Here's another one that's very important. You hear this sometimes. When we talk about forgiveness, people have this concept that forgiveness means, well, you just start all over. No, that's not possible. Listen, I want you to hear me. Forgiveness does not mean wiping the slate clean and trusting again. That's nowhere in the scripture. It's not wiping the slate clean when it comes to forgiveness between us. How do I know that? Listen to the nature of sin and the nature of when wrong things happen. Romans chapter 6, verse 23. We understand this with regards to our own sin, but this tells you about the nature of sin in general. For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. The wages of sin is death. The consequences exist. When you have a situation where someone has done you wrong and they have betrayed a trust, you can forgive them, but that doesn't wipe the slate clean. There are consequences for the behavior. Forgiveness doesn't remove the consequences. Okay, everybody understand that. Here's the other one. Forgiveness does not mean the wrong has not been done. When you forgive someone, you're not just, you're not downplaying it. You're not even saying that it didn't happen. Some people will like to say, well, we've been forgiven. It's like it's never happened. No, 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 no. That's not what happens with human beings. And that's not what we're called to in the scripture. It does not mean the wrong has not been done. Here's the other one. Forgiveness does not mean the wrong must be forgotten. The only people that I ever hear talk about why don't they forget are usually the ones who have committed the offense. And they're upset that the victim continues to remember. I'm going to tell you that the only one who can forgive and forget is God. And you and I are not God, and we're not called to forget. Do you understand? We're not called to forget. In fact, think about it for a moment. Over and over and over in the Old Testament, God's people rebelled against him, and what does he do? He saves them, he forgives them, they do it again. And listen, every time as you read through the Old Testament, you see that their sins, whatever they may be, are recalled to express the nature of their heart and where they're at. So God even brings up the past stuff that his children have done. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's not an issue of forgetting. But there's one thing we need to recognize when it comes to the nature of forgiveness. We are called to forgive as Christ has forgiven us. We are called to forgive as Christ has forgiven us. Listen to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32. And be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ has forgiven you. You and I are called to forgive And again, we're not forgetting, we're not downplaying, we're not acting like the slate's clean. We're placing that person who hurt you or who hurt me into the hands of God, knowing 
that he is the one who will deal with it in the future. So that's what the Bible talks about, unforgiveness and forgiveness. Now, I just want to mention to you, we did a series a few years back here at the church called Releasing Yourself from the Prison of Unforgiveness. And you can find that on our church website if you simply go to the media part as well as looking there through the past messages, you'll find it there. It's a five-message series. I would encourage you to listen to it, and it's very helpful to you, especially during this time if you're struggling with unforgiveness. You need to be released from the prison. Finding Clarity Podcast is really an opportunity to answer questions that you might have. And you're saying, George, well, I've got some other questions. How do I get them to you? Well, in the midst of our lockdown situation, there are several ways that you can do that. You can call the church, 814-236-1622. Just simply leave a message and say, hey, George, I got a question. Can you answer this for me? You can contact us through our church webpage, kerwinsvillechristian.org. Simply go to the contact section on the page. You'll see a form there. Fill it out with your question. We'll have it here and we'll look at it as to whether we can answer it on the podcast. You can also go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Podcast. We encourage you to like the page, but you can write on the wall or direct message us with your question, and we'll see about answering it here on the podcast. Next week, we're going to look again at a question concerning the Christian life and you being a part of this world, but you know that the scripture calls you not to be a part of this world. How do you do that? So here's the question. What does it mean that Christians are not of this world? What does it mean that Christians are not of this world? Until next week, take care.